Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we will be discussing a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast, so if you haven't read the series, um, be ready. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing Chapter 7 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, The Sorting Hat. Um, Really quick, we have some announcements and reminders. Um, Number one, we want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. You can also add us at WeBlackAndNerds if you feel so inclined. You can also comment on our blog, I mean, on our, yes, on our blog and on Facebook, uh, BlackGirlsNerdOut and BlackGirlsNerdOut.com. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan arts, music, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student or Durdenstrang or uh, Salem Wizard Witches Academy or, you know, Bobatons or whatever place you Bobatons. I guess. <laughs> but it's the Hogwarts BSU. But it's BSU. the Hogwarts BSU. It's not it, the, like, wiz- it's not the... What, the um, United it's, Association of, like, yes, it's Negro wizards. wizards and Witches Fun. And, and Magical People? It's not that. And that's it's, cool. It's you, can, you can write that and still submit it to us, and we'll students, just put it somewhere else. It's SNCC. Students non- Non-violent. Coordinating committee? No. <laughs> non, students non-dark magic coordinating committee. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, if you would <laughs> like to write that, that's cool, too. We'll put it somewhere. Yes. I um, we're down for anything Harry Potter related. Just, guys, we're asking you to submit. I feel like we tweet these things out and people like them or we'll mention them. And then no one submits. So, you know, just... We do actually want your pieces. Yeah, we want to know. We what, are waiting for them. We would love to see you guys put yourselves in the series and in Hogwarts and in the Wizarding World. And so, yeah. We're excited to see what you come up with. Um, yeah. Um, other news. Um, you can also subscribe to our newsletter. Every week we share nerd news and links um, to what's been going on. Um, so if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Um, a lot of the things we um, are pulling, are you, we usually like retweet them on Twitter but or like where else would you retweet um but yeah so but so if you subscribe and you can get it all in like one place you don't have to like scroll up our timeline because that's doing too much um you can go to blackgirlsnerdout.com to um subscribe follow us at we black and nerds like us on facebook black girls nerd out follow us on instagram black girls nerd out and on tumblr I think it's at We Black and Nerds, but if you also type in Black Girls Nerd Out, that's what the Tumblr looks like now. And on Tumblr, I love to reblog um, fan art that has, you know, race bent Harry Potter memes and really great stuff. So um, you can get an idea of what we're looking for for the BSU, and you can also just see some really awesome fan made stuff on our Tumblr. Um, okay, real quick. So we do not have any news today um a part of that is because we are um like we're recording two episodes not i guess like in the same week because um next weekend which for you guys will be last weekend um we were both like super busy robin is at 
or is going to or was at um, <laughs> the uh, was it Girl so Geek, Geek Con. Con in Seattle. So also follow um, our timelines because I will be tweeting out really well, cool stuff. Well, you have already tweeted I, 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 Yes, I have. It was already out. <laughs> I hope you were following along on our timeline and our Instagram because I was taking a lot of pictures and I was tweeting all Yo, the cool things. this is some timey-wimey type Timey-wimey bullshit right Man, now. Man, um, it is not a strict progression of cause to effect. <laughs> I'm just reading my poster right here. It's real nice. <laughs> From a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, time is more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. And so that's what's happening in this episode. Um, I'm was at... I'm was. <laughs> I am was. Um, that doesn't make any sense. I was at a festival for work. Um, Life is around. living. If Life you're in Oakland, living. it's a great festival. I was yeah. really bummed to miss it this year. And too bad you guys missed it too. If yeah. you did, um, but you could go to lifeisliving.org. Just shameless plug and look at the pictures and the flyers. I don't know if the pictures will be up by then, but or by now, whatever. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but, if but you, if it's you, a really awesome festival, yes. and um, I'm trying to figure out a way to like. But now I'm talking about my regular life, but like figuring out a way to keep the. That kind of stuff happening year round. Anyway, <laughs> we're here for Harry Potter. That all we say all of that to say that we don't have any news. We're behind. Um, so next week we'll probably have a lot of news. But you can also keep um, tabs on our Twitter feed, also on our newsletter, where we put all this stuff together. Um, so yeah, now we can go to the Sorting Hat. <laughs> Chapter that was a lot. Seven. That was like a long amount of time to tell us to tell you guys that we don't have any news. <laughs> that pretty much took up all the time that we would use, use to for tell the news. To That's tell cool. You we don't have I'm any. totally cool with that. Yeah. So um, the sorting hat is considered like against last chapter, the journey to platform nine and three quarters. It's a pretty short chapter, um, and I had some. I mean, I had thoughts about it, um, obviously, because it's Harry Potter, and I always have thoughts about Harry Potter. But we get to really get this inner monologue from Harry about his um, nervousness, and it starts to, like, really dawn on him, like, the anxiety that he feels now starting the school and not knowing anything. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think it's interesting. I like that um, initially, like towards the like the end of the um, last chapter, chapter six, it's very much of like, um, I don't know, like kind of whimsical and like exciting and just like, look, you see the first glimpse of Hogwarts and like you're with Hagrid and he's super jolly and friendly. And then all of a sudden, like all that nervousness kind of and like anxiety comes to a head and you're introduced immediately to McGonagall who's you know she has a very stern face and Harry's first thought was that she was not someone to cross so it starts from being like oh this is like so great and so magical and Hagrid's there and he's all bubbly right to all of a sudden like oh like this is real like we're actually at Hogwarts and I don't know any magic and And we're at school school. exactly (laughs) so it's like this is a professor exactly and so it it like changes the I mean it doesn't fully change the atmosphere because like this book overall is very like I mean I I want to say magical like that sounds kind of weird because or cliche because it's like obviously a book about magic but it's very um you know you're int- you're being introduced into the world so everything is so like shiny and like amazing and awesome um but it still like makes clear that like not like we're like you were saying like we're in a school 
Um, so it's still a little bit serious. It's like one of those things, um, which Bayana may not know yet because she's so freaking young, but when you get like a job, well, you probably know this, and you get a job you're really excited I was about. Like, I have a job. No, I know, but I'm being, I mean, like when you get a job and you're like, this is it, like this is where I belong, mm-hmm. and then like a week into it, you're like, oh yeah, it's still work. Like it's great. But it's still work. Oh, yeah. That's how I feel about every time I go to school. I'll be so, like, I'm sure when I finally end up going to grad school, um, I'm going to be like, this is amazing. I'm so excited. And then I'm going to remember, like, oh, like, papers and, like, books and things. Yeah. Um, so, um, Professor McGonagall leads them into the entrance hall, which was so big you could have fit the entire Dursley, the, the whole of the Dursley's house in it. And I'm, this also brings me brings to mind another campaign that we're trying to do. Hashtag get Bayana and Robin in the West End so we oh, can... Oh, I was going to say, are you going to co-sign on my dragon? Oh my God, you almost you almost touched my heart. But then I also, like, this is super valid too because I'm, like, literally trying to get to London next summer, so... Yes, anywho. Back we to, weren't on the same page, but now we are. Back to things that could actually become reality. Don't... We want to go to London. We want to go watch The Cursed Child and... I want to freaking go to Hogwarts, and I'm I just it, uh, excitement. Hogwarts. I want to go to the Ministry of Magic. I want to go to um, all. I want to go everything. everywhere, pretty much. Oh my god, my friend. I don't know if she's listening to this. I'm not sure, but um, we used to work together like in high school, and she like went on this tour in Europe this past summer, and she like went to King's Cross and got I did to, like, the like. Oh, it was so awesome. Okay. I've been to London twice and I haven't been to King's Cross, so it's a failure on my part. It is, totally. Because I would have been, I like literally, I, when my dad and my brother went to, um, they went to London and Paris, that was about four or five years ago now, like four years ago. And I literally like bugged my dad the whole time. Like every time I was on Facebook talking to him, I was like, please get all, I was like, get, um, the only thing I want is the entire British version of Harry Potter. Um, and then he got he ended up he got me Philosopher's Stone, which is really the main one. Like if you can't, because getting a whole ass series is a lot. Please um, pack seventy heavy ass books right. in your luggage. And it's like yeah, it's a lot. But he got me Philosopher's Stone. I was like, that's good. At least he didn't get me like one of the other ones where like at least the name is different. So I'm still gonna get the other six. But still, that was it was sweet. And I bothered. I them. feel like. Bayana's gonna end up on like one of those like my strange obsessions and her house is just like how many different versions of oh, the no, Harry definitely. Potter That's happening. can you have? My house is gonna look like um dang I just lost the reference my house is going to look like uh, I guess maybe the room not the room of requirement that's too messy I'm kind of messy, but not that messy. Um, I don't know. Basically, my whole house is going to be a library, but then I'm going to have one particular but a, a room. a library of the same no, books. No, 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 Of like, because you know how many books I have? You see all these books? No, I understand that. No, no, no. I'm going to have, it's going to be a lot. My entire house is going to be library. It's going to have all these books that only people can read in the house because I don't trust people outside of the house with my Except books. Except for me. Except for you. Yeah. Um, and like sometimes Ikara. But um, um, anyway, sorry, I just will have a room dedicated to Harry Potter because as of right now, I have like two versions, I have two copies of each book, plus the Philosopher's Stone, plus Beetle the Bard, and like maybe Quidditch through the ages. You have to have them both together, right? Quidditch and Fantastic. I might have Fantastic Beast. Beasts. I just can't remember. I have them um, together in that. And then I no, but I set. think no, I, I think um, 
Quidditch of the Ages. My dad got me that and Philosopher's Stone, so um. it wasn't together. Um, and then I'm about to get the illustrated book. Or I have already gotten the illustrated book. <laughs> oh. It came in the mail. She was super excited. I was super excited. She read it all. Then she read it to Aminata and told her not to touch anything. And then Aminata cried. And then she's like, but I, I don't get, care. But I didn't get chocolate fingerprints on that. I'm going to just say it now and put it in the air that I'm not going to have chocolate fingerprints on my book. <laughs> but again, we're in the past. Or. But still. Ice fingerprints um, or whatever that little girl decides to put on a fingerprint. Kids just have, they just have things that like secrete out of their fingertips. I don't know where it comes from. It just appears. She stole my water a couple of minutes ago and then all of a sudden there was like lettuce. Yeah. On my, like, <laughs> where did the lettuce come just, from? Like, sal- like, I was just like, what is this green thing? That One time she okay. came into my room and she wiped her face and I think I tweeted it. She had Nutella on her face and she wiped it on my Harry Potter tote bag and I think I might have screwed screamed <laughs> anywho okay anyway um we were wow tangents dang that went that was yeah because i don't even know what we were talking about before any of that we, i was talking about how it said um hearing oh, the, yeah this, west end okay the, hearing yep. the description of the great hall made me for our future trip to the west end damn we went on a tangent mm-hmm. so um they're in the Great Hall. The ceiling was too high to make out, and the magnificent marble staircase facing them led to the upper floors. And they're, like, in a castle, y'all. And this is, like, not those rinky-dink castles that I... I mean, I've gone to London. I went to Windsor Castle, and I went to Birmingham Castle. It's not Birmingham. <laughs> like, I don't know. Buckingham? Buckingham. I was like, <laughs> Birmingham, Alabama? That is not right. <laughs> Buckingham Palace. Um, and I feel like they ain't got shit on Hogwarts. King Kong ain't got shit on Hogwarts. I don't. That doesn't even make sense. Where did but you sure, get that from? I don't know. <laughs> like, where did that? Um, come from? It came from my head. Okay. It's messy up here. Yeah. We don't want to spend too much time in here. So, anywho, um, Professor McGonagall welcomes them to Hogwarts. Yep, and then she leads them into a small, empty chamber off the hall, um, and then they are just kind of sitting there, all nervous. Um, and yes, so McGonagall says, um, welcome to Hogwarts. The start of term banquet will begin shortly, but before you take your seats in the Great Hall, you will be sorted into your houses. The sorting is a very important ceremony because while you are here, your house will be something like your family within Hogwarts. You will have classes with the rest of your house, sleep in your house dormitory, and spend free time in your house common room. Um, the four houses are called Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. Um, and then she talks about the noble history. Noble history. Um, and that you can win, earn house points and lose house points. Um, which, what is the point of that? Because while you're at Hogwarts, your triumphs will earn your house points while rule breaking will we'll lose, lose them. I know, but I'm just like. So, she, and then she doesn't she give a point at look to the Weasleys? Oh, no. No. No, no, no. That's Dumbledore later. Um, Dumbledore later else. does that. But um, yeah. But, yeah, it's like there's only one Weasley um, here. But no, no, no. I mean, like, I get that. I it's, it's I suppose shaming. I suppose it's, it's shaming because remember when Harry loses all more his... fun oh yeah and he loses all, yeah they, later on um I suppose it's a little bit more fun because it's magical so the rubies like disappear and like appear or whatever and also I don't know I always think about like so I went to um in eighth grade I went to Kip which is like it's a charter school and they're like everywhere but they had the system where you would have paychecks so if you like did something wrong they would like take money off of your paycheck. And then at the end of the, and if you have like under a certain amount of money, then you would get in trouble and it was dumb. This seems more fun than that. 
Yeah, that does seem dumb. It was horrible. And if I had... Unnecessarily, like... That was just... It was, it was ridiculous. This feels, like, a little bit different, though, because, I mean, it's, like, a, it's a competition, and I guess, like, you know, friendly competition, and, I, it you know, it also goes hand-in-hand hand with the Quidditch, because that's also how you earn hella points, is if you win the Quidditch match. Yeah, I mean, I guess it works. I just always... It just seemed weird to me. Like, I... It makes... It's fine. Like, it seems fun, and it's, like, a part of the, you know, the part of the thing, but it always felt weird. Like, why do they necessarily have to compete? based on, like, the good things they do and the bad things they do. And I think it's ironic that, like, Slytherin is supposed to be, like, the worst house ever, but they win, and they've been winning for the past six years. They're not the worst um, houses, and they're inept. They're the worst houses, and they're not nice, and they will do anything to win. That's what I'm saying. So, so they, they must win. break a lot of rules. Do they Maybe they caught? don't get caught. Also, they have Snape, who, like, is only second in his level of standing to Dumbledore. <laughs> Actually, so, no, because as we will see later on in this book, McGonagall is a pretty hard stand for Gryffindor, too. She breaks all kinds of but, rules. But Dumbledore is still at the top. Yeah, but that's but I, saying, No, but I think that, I think that's, I think Snape is second, and McGonagall may be a third, maybe third. Um, McGonagall really only does the, like, Harry can, you know, be in Quidditch, but Snape turns, like, a blind eye, especially throughout the entire thing. He yeah. turns a blind eye to, like, everything and if they're on the quidditch team they can do whatever they want um and whereas like mcgonagall still is like if you didn't finish your homework then you didn't finish your homework and you know what i mean i'm gonna still give you detention like she doesn't really she like has a, so- a soft spot for gryffindor obviously because that's her house and like she in her i feel like in her bio it said something about um like her like really wanting i think she got hurt playing quidditch when she was at hogwarts so like she and they and they lost the house cup to slytherin so she's always wanted to see gryffindor like beat slytherin and so she has that but she doesn't also she doesn't let it like cloud her judgment in terms of like classes and teaching whereas like that's true she, she whereas like snape is like oh you cursed hermione and made her teeth grow hella big oh i don't see any different like he's just an, he's an asshole in general but like especially when it's against to somebody who's against Slytherin. I guess. And he, like, favors people who are in... Yeah, but... I, I think it says something specifically probably also, in the question in the next chapter. Yeah, but. that's also just because Snape is a problem, which we will get to next chapter. Next chapter will be called Robin Has All of the Feelings. Um, but we're not there yet. So, one thing I noticed about the houses was it, it does set them kind of... Um, into a competition mode, but, like, it, they'll be your family within Hogwarts. Like, this is also a boarding school. Right. So, it's, like, you're going to be there. You're going to be with these people day in, day out for most of the year. And so, you need bonding, and you need to feel accountable to people. Um, and that's where the points come in, I think. Right. Just, like, feeling accountable to more than just yourself. But it's also a good way to, like, bond, you know? Like, mm-hmm. oh, me and Neville did some extra credit, and we both earned our house five points and, like, get a pat on the back right. from your, the people that you hang out with and stuff. So um, I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, um, sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so next, uh, we say um a lot, but yeah. whatever. I cut them out. That's cool. And we say like a lot, but we're from California, so that's just... Deal with it. It's gonna happen. Deal with it. Somebody, when I was in, like... When I was, I think when I was in like middle school, someone was like, you say that too much and was like trying to make people stop saying it. But I also went to a like predominantly white, like elementary and middle school. So everybody said it and it was just like, who cared? (laughs) You still know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Someone told me I should never say stoked again. And I was like, but then what do I do when I get stoked? Because I get (laughs) stoked about things a lot. Right. So shut up. It's a proper word. Gnarly, gnarly is also a proper word. 
That's the only difference is, like, you're from Southern California and I'm from <laughs> Northern California, so, like, we never said stoked or gnarly. But then you say ever. hella. We say hella every other word. Yeah. So. I was hella psyched about this hella big. Well, not psyched, juiced. I was hella juiced about this hella big meal I had and the, and the sandwich was hella huge and hella good. What? There are other words. It's okay. You say gnarly, so I feel like. <laughs> but I had a gnarly fall. It wasn't, like, a bad fall. It was so bad that it was also impressive. Like, I got hurt, but it was also kind of cool. You could say that. Or I could be like, I had a gnarly fall, which just draws you a picture. It paints a portrait. Okay. Gnarls Barkley. <laughs> Sorting ceremony. This is this is the episode of non-sequiturs. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so um, McGonagall um, kind of she dips for a second. Um, what's hilarious is she's like, the sorting ceremony will take place in a few minutes in front of the rest of the school. I suggest you all smarten yourselves up as much as you can while you are waiting. And then her eyes linger on a mo- for a moment on Neville's cloak, which was fastened under his left ear. How did you get it there, Neville? And then on Ron's smudged nose. It's still smudged. It's still smudged. And then Harry nervously tried to flatten his hair, which so that's cute. a lost cause, but that's cute. Um, so then she just like dips. And then suddenly Harry's like, how exactly do they sort us in the houses? And, uh, bless their souls, um, Ron goes, some sort of test, I think. Fred said it hurts a lot, but I think he was just joking. And I love this because I have this brother who is consistently lying to me about things. Shout out, Brandon. (laughs) Always lying about things. And I know it. I'm like, he's, he, that's not true. But what if it's true? Yeah. Mm, Oh my God. Um... Yeah, no, that sounds like, <laughs> I tell I tell my siblings things, just random stuff. I used to do that. I don't do it so much now because they're older, um, except Ami. But anytime I tell Ami stuff, and I'm joking, like, she gets mad, and she, like, yeah. starts to cry. And I'm like, but dude, it was, it's literally a joke. She's literally Like, can three. I have this? No. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> I, was jo- I was joking. She's One time I told her we had like this we had this argument. It was so stupid. We were like coming home and, and we were just having I was just doing I was being disagreeable with her because it's funny. And so once so I told her I was like, I'm gonna win and you're gonna lose. And she's like, I'm gonna win and she like broke down and it made no sense, but it was funny. <laughs> She's being three. an older sibling is like one of the best things ever. I know you don't understand this, but it's awesome. You just get to tell you just get to say things. And your siblings, like, sometimes they believe you or they don't. Like, I've been trying to explain that to Ikira because she was a baby. She was the baby for, like, 13 years. And when Ami came around, I was like, dude, you don't understand. Like, you have, like, older sibling privileges. There are things you can do that are awesome now. You don't always have to be at the butt end of the the joke. But. Anywho. Being an older sibling is lit as fuck. I'm just saying. Robin's looking at me because she doesn't know that life. Nothing better than being the baby. But this is, that's my lifestyle. So they're talking, Harry's heart is, gave a horrible joke. He's anxious as fuck. Um, He, he has never, he had never been more nervous, never, not even when he had to take a school report home to the Dursley saying he had somehow turned his teacher's wig blue. I need that story though. But what happened? How'd you do that? What'd she do to you? Um, Real quick. No one was talking much except Hermione Granger, who was whispering very fast about all the spells she'd learned and wondering which one she'd need. First, so this only, 
this is cute and like it's very Hermione but then it's also not because didn't she read Hogwarts of History wouldn't she know about the sorting hat hmm wouldn't she be like I I know what we have to do we just have to sit under a hat unless but some people are like oh no they're changing it that's what they used to do I don't know they're 11 I know I'm just saying um but yeah there's all these in these first couple of chapters of like Hermione just like she's a know-it-all but she's an adorable like her know-it-allness comes out of excitement and a place of like eagerness which is so cute yeah so as they're sitting in the um room off the hall Harry gets his first look at the ghost about 20 ghosts stream through the back wall pearly white and slightly transparent they glided across the room talking to one another and they're talking about peas. Yay, peas. Yay. And it's just one of the biggest uh, disappointments of the books. I mean, the movie, sorry. Yeah. Was they, their cutting out of peas. Like, was I this, hate that I forget about peas because he's not in the movie. Like, I hate that. It makes me so yeah. mad. Because I get so excited about peas and he's awesome. He's such a, like, a he's really integral to the story. Um or just at least, like, the culture to, of Hogwarts. Yeah, to the experience. And, and, the, and then he's, like, not there. And it makes me so sad every time he's not there. I'm just like, yeah. but it's Peeves, though. Yeah, so we get introduced to the Fat Friar, who is... Uh, I love this. He is the right? um, ghost of Hufflepuff. He's the Fat Friar. <laughs> fat. Because, you know, the Hufflepuff common room is near the kitchens. <laughs> That's um, true. <laughs> so... Um, he says, hope to see you in Hufflepuff, my old house, you know. And then, um, they stream into the Great Hall and Professor McGonagall returns, um, asking them to form a line and to follow her. So they are in line. Harry, um, is behind a boy with sandy hair and Ron is behind him. And it's so cute just to hear, like, Harry's description of the Great Hall. He'd never even imagined such a strange and splendid place. And you can, um, I don't, we don't need to read the whole thing, but the tables are laid with golden plates and goblets. Um, and the, there are hundreds of lanterns with flickering candlelight and the ghosters around shining in the, shining in misty silver. Um, and to avoid all the staring eyes, Harry looks up and sees a velvet black ceiling darted with stars. And Hermione whispers, which I'm just imagining Hermione's whisper not being a whisper at all. Nah. It's bewitched to look at, to look like the sky outside. I read about it in Hogwarts A History. <laughs> She's such a know-it-all. She's amazing. Um, as Harry's taking all this in from the Great Hall, Professor McGonagall sits, um, places a four-legged stool and a pointed wizard's hat on top of the stool. Um, I really like, I think this part is interesting, um, where, so after that it says, uh, this hat was patched and frayed and extremely dirty. Aunt Petunia wouldn't have let, let it in the house. And so I like, it's interesting how, like, Privet Drive and, like, the Dursleys are Harry's frame of reference, like, throughout this entire book. And so that's what he comes back to all the time, um, because that's what he knows. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was really, it's just interesting. So we see the hat come alive, basically it twitches. And can it's, I sing it? Yeah, you can sing it. Yay! This is our first sorting hat I'm not going to sing it, I'm going to like, I'm not, because I can't really sing, you'll see. It's like a... Bayana is going to perform. Jig. I don't know. She's going to jig on a podcast because, you know, it's a visual. 
thing. I'll turn this a jig actually because that'll probably like mess up the sound um, with the computer. Anyway, okay, I'm gonna try. Um, oh, real quick, Harry goes. Maybe they had to try and get a rabbit out of it. She's <laughs> like, not a Ravenclaw. No, but you know that's his frame of reference for wizards. I suppose that's true. That is true. Um, okay, ready. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you may not think I'm pretty, but don't judge on what you see. I'll eat myself if you can find a smarter hat than me. You can keep your bowlers black, your top hat sleek and tall, for I'm the Hogwarts sorting hat and I can cap them all. There's nothing hidden in your head the sorting hat can't see, so try me on and I will tell you where you ought to be. <laughs> You might belong in Gryffindor where dwell the brave at heart. Their daring nerve and chivalry set Gryffindors apart. You might belong in Hufflepuff where they are just just and loyal. Those patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. Or yet in wise old Ravenclaw if you've a ready mind where those of wit and learning will always find their kind. Or perhaps in Slytherin you'll you'll make your real friends. Those cunning folks use any means to, to achieve their ends. So put me on, don't be afraid and don't get in a flap. You're in safe hands though I have none for I'm a thinking cap. The whole hall burst into applause. Woo! Go me. Fiona's patting herself on the back. <laughs> I'll give her an extra pat. Yay! <laughs> so we just have to try on the hat. Whispers. Ron whispers to Harry. I'll kill Fred. He was going on about wrestling a troll. Ron. Ron. I love that he believes like Fred and George. And he like, knows that they, like, be lying to him. Always. Like, but that is, I love that so much. They're my and favorite. And he's always like, oh, are you Harry Potter? You can never, like, I don't know. I thought might be one of their jokes. But I, I thought I have to work. Maybe I thought but I have to work. But he looks up troll. to them, even though. Yeah, he, no, it's, yeah. A, it's, I get those feels. Yeah. I have that little sibling blues. Um, and I don't know what it is about older siblings. I always trying to lie to people, but whatever. Fred and George are my kindred spirits. I'm just saying. Birthday buddies, like, they're okay. amazing. Anywho. Harry smiled weakly, and this is so... <laughs> the hat seemed to be asking rather a lot. Harry didn't feel brave or quick-ridded or any of it at the moment. If only the hat had mentioned a house for people who felt a bit queasy, that would have been the one for him. Ugh, I love that so much. So cute. So cute. So, Professor McGonagall starts um, calling them by name. Abbott, Hannah, the first to go up. Hufflepuff. Bones, Susan. Hufflepuff. Boot, Terry. Ravenclaw. Big ups to Boots. <laughs> Big ups to Boots. Brocklehurst, Mandy. Went to Ravenclaw. And Brown Lavender became the first new Gryffindor and Ron's future Boothang. <laughs> For a little bit. For a little bit. I wrote... Ron's future boo thing. Hmm. Bill Strait Mulstrode. Bill Strode Millicent then became a Slytherin. Slytherin. Perhaps it was Harry's imagination after all. He'd heard about Slytherin, but he thought they looked a very they looked like an unpleasant lot. So that's also I think a really cool sentence the way that's um, worded because it's Joe's way of saying like Harry recognizes that he might have some pre- like preconceived notions about them, and that might color the way that he's seeing them. Because there are probably, I'm gonna say there are definite. There's definitely some one, at least one person in Slytherin that um, is not unpleasant. And we know that Blaze is at least Bay. Like yeah. he's at least cute. 
So he doesn't look him. He ain't he ain't unpleasant to look at. So, you know. <laughs> um it's just it's nice that she like reinforces that like we, I mean we saw it before with Hufflepuff being a loaded doffer. It's like they're a, a thing about being sorted in a house is that you get um also sorted into these preconceived notions and these prejudices from other houses and places and that follows you along through um not just your time at Hogwarts but actually through life really because it, everyone um, maintains their house pride. Yeah. So, Justin Finch Fletchley is a Hufflepuff and a great wizarding rock band. And Seamus Finnegan, the sandy haired boy next to Harry and Wine, was a Gryffindor. Ron had said earlier, we skipped it, that he wanted, he w- hoped whatever house Hermione was in, it was not his. But Hermione Granger was sorted into Gryffindor, and Ron groaned. Because he, he obviously... <laughs> his entire family is in Gryffindor. He's um, a Weasley. He's hoping to be Gryffindor. Yeah. Um, and he, there's a good chance that he will be. Um, real quick, two things, because I think you skipped it. But um, So as they're being sorted, um, Harry starts to feel sick. He remembered being picked for teams during gym at his old school. He had always been last to be chosen, not because he was no good, but because no one wanted Dudley to think they liked him. And I feel like Dudley sucks, man. I, whatever. Okay, next. Um, and then Harry, um, he said, a, ver- a horrible thought struck Harry, as horrible thoughts always do when you're very nervous. What if he wasn't chosen at all? At all. What if he just sat there with the hat over his eyes for ages until Professor McGonagall jerked it off his head and said there had obviously been a mistake and he'd better get back on the train? I know those anxiety feels, bro. Yeah. I got that. Um, sad, but I like that it's like horrible thoughts always do when, you ner- when you're nervous because, or when you're very nervous because it's, Harry can't help it. And it's not a realistic thought. Neville Longbottom the boy who kept losing his toad. Um, it took a long time to decide, but he's Gryffindor. And if Neville Longbottom, as fr- first year Neville Longbottom is... And the only reason it took him a long time to decide is because he was begging the sorting hat to put him in Hufflepuff because he didn't think he should be... He, that's where he thought yeah. he should go. And so, and the sorting hat was like, nah, bro, you're in Gryffindor. And yeah. Yeah. So. So this is so cute. When it finally shot at Gryffindor, Neville ran off still wearing it and had to jog back amid gales of laughter to give it to Morag McDougal. If you guys have been following along, we don't know where Morag goes, but that name suggests Slytherin, but I'm just, that is a complete conjecture. <laughs> you just made that up. Um, no, isn't just... Morag also like Aragog's wife? Oh. Is that in Chamber of Secrets? I don't know. Cause that could I also don't be remember... in Half-Blood Prince. That name sounds Aragog's really familiar. Being named, but I could I'm have sure. made that up. I really could have. I doubt it because your mind is a still trap. But whatever. Morag McDougal. That's the problem is that like I remember hella things, but I don't ever remember my sources. So I just <laughs> be like, you know, I probably just came up with that. Could have mixed some stuff together. Um, um, Morag is. We're gonna. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he's a Slytherin because look at that name, and then who comes up after him? Draco Malfoy. The hat barely touched his head when it screamed Slytherin, and he strode off looking pleased with himself. He was so destined to be in Slytherin, and he's just, he has, like, he's wholly swallowed and uh, internalized everything that he's been fed by his parents mm-hmm. and his surroundings. So, 
Um, his friends Crab and Goyle had already been soited, soited, soited like uh, was that Sylvester? Sure. From Looney Tunes. Okay. The cat who always. Gets I don't have a three-year-old sister. That's like from a minute ago. I don't watch. No, Looney I know, Tunes in like but I'm just saying minute. that wasn't that was an old reference to just come up with. But she doesn't watch Looney Tunes. At least she hasn't. Okay. Anyhow, I'm, I'm pro- just saying. I'm Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then here comes, <laughs> there are a few more names that we don't get houses for, but we will later. Moon, not Parkinson. We know that Parkinson goes to Slytherin because that's Pansy. She's mm-hmm. about to wear, um, she's not, about to drape over Draco. She's ready. She's like, she turned into a, a Probably not coach. at 11. She ain't this, Maybe. But she got a couple years. She, um, yeah. And then Patil and Patil, which one goes to Ravenclaw and the other to, to Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Not, goes to, not goes to Slytherin. Also, real quick, Fun fact about Moon is that, um, and you're actually going to love this. So I'm going to assume that Moon went to Ravenclaw because initially in like the first 40 characters, there was a girl called maybe, I think it was Lily Moon. And it was before, it was before um, Joe had decided what to name Harry's mom, but she was basically like the first incarnation of Luna. But then she decided to push Luna like back and to give her like a different name and stuff. So that's, she's like, technically, I'm just going to assume she's like, so I'm also going to assume she's that she's... Luna 2.0. She's, she's probably black. Ravenclaw. Moon is black and a little odd, but lovable. A little quirky, if you'd like to say. People, people call it quirky sometimes. <laughs> it's a descriptor that she's used to hearing. And we are best friends. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I thought you would like that. That's why I didn't want to say it earlier before we started recording. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, uh, Perk Salian, um, I, that name sounds like a Hufflepuff name, so I'm just gonna say she's a Hufflepuff. I it also know. sounds like Pepper Ann. Pepper Ann? It Pepper does. Ann? Um, it does sound like Pepper Ann. Um, and then, at last, Potter Harry. Um, so he steps forward and whispers break out, cause they're like, wait a minute, Harry Potter... And the last thing Harry saw before the hat dropped over his head was a hall full of people craning to get a good look at him. So he's already very nervous about whether or not he belongs there, what house he's going to get sorted into, if he's going to be in Slytherin, which he's heard so much crap about, or if he's going to be in Hufflepuff, which he's kind of like Neville. Oh, that's another like Neville thing where he thinks he should go to Hufflepuff because he doesn't know anything. And, um... He's got all of this stuff going on internally in his head, and then as soon as his name is announced, he's got all this this external expectation now, um, and he has a little dialogue with the Sorting Hat, who says, difficult, very difficult, plenty of courage, I see, not a bad mind either, there's talent, oh my goodness, yes, and a nice thirst to prove yourself. Now that's interesting, where should I put you? The... Hat doesn't give, like, any clues that he's leaning towards Slytherin. Harry's own anxieties is like, don't put me in Slytherin. Mm -hmm. Don't put me in Slytherin. Because I'm kind of thinking from this, courage comes up first, and then not a bad mind. I'm like, maybe the hat's wavering between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw, which it did for Hermione. Well, well, yeah, but no, but he's been, they, the whole point is that Harry embodies all four of them, so he yeah. could have easily gone into any one. But I think that because he specifically doesn't want to be in Slytherin, then he puts him into Gryffindor, because that's, like, the opposite or yeah. something. 
Um, um, I mean, then Harry does really become like a true Gryffindor for sure. But like, I mean, he was yeah. a Gryffindor from jump because his wand spat out Gryffindor sparks. But right. it's just interesting <laughs> that like um, we learn later. Um, this might be post the series and during like Pottermore stuff. I just when Joe's in an interview that the Sorting Hat does take into consideration your wants, especially when it. Well, I mean, we learn it right stall. now. Well, yeah, but... And I then mean, also, I think he mentions it to his son at the end of... Oh, yeah. Deathly Hollows, I think. Yeah, yeah. he does in yeah. the epilogue. Um, but it's kind of confirmed by Joe... Yeah. ...that there are such things as hat stalls, and in that... Oh, yeah, that's a, that's on Pottermore. And in that time... Because McGonagall um, was a hat stall. Yeah. And Flitwick, too. Oh. They were hat stalls for the same thing, but then just got the opposite. Opposites. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, but in that time... That the hat is thinking, it will take into account what you want, and it's kind of funny because all Harry cares about is not Slytherin, not Slytherin, and it's kind of pe- I wrote down that it's kind of pessimistic um, when he's had these really great this. Well, I mean, it's only been a couple of hours, but he's had really great interactions with the Weasleys, and they're all Gryffindor. So you would think that, I, I just thought, like, I would probably be like, please put me in Gryffindor, please put me in Gryffindor, right. so I can, like, at least go with these people that are nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the hat says, not Slytherin, eh? You're sure? You could be great. It's all in your head, and Slytherin will help you on your way to greatness, no doubt about that. Well, if you're sure, better be Gryffindor. And he mm-hmm. screams Gryffindor. And then that Gryffindor table erupts with the twins yelling, we got Potter, we got Potter. Mm-hmm. Like he's some sort of... Like he's a he's a draft pick, Yeah, man. He's some sort of trophy. Yep. Got him on the team, on the squad. Oh, I wrote that in my notes. Pressure and seen as a trophy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm smart. Also, I, I feel myself. like they just wanted to be a part of his, their squadron. Let them be squad. They can't be squad. They can be, but they don't know him, really. But they're just like, we got Potter. Like, dude, like our posse now just elevated... Yeah, he because he's a trophy. Achievement he's a name. unlocked. He's a name. I guess, but the I feel like also he's they like 11, him. Like, I know, I'm sure that they like him. They're nice kids, but he's an 11-year-old who doesn't know shit, so why else would they be bragging about it? They weren't, they weren't like, we got Longbottom. Everybody hey. knows Longbottom. Exactly. And Longbottom, actually, he, he's, a, he's, their, he's their secret uh, weapon because... But they don't know that yet. Exactly. He so they Harry's are, not the secret. So they they're just hyping you're, up Harry you're trying to so that Neville that, could come from behind and just surprise them all. You're trying to argue with me that the Weasley I'm arguing for no reason. It, yes. I, yeah, it's really it, it's, it's your problem right now. So let's move on. Don't smile at me like that. Let's move on. Anyway. Um so Harry gets to the table. Um, the Gryffindor ghost pats him on the arm, uh, giving Harry the sudden horrible feeling that he just plunged it into a bucket of ice cold water. Um, and now you can see the high table. He notices Dumbledore. Um, and then he spots Professor Quirrell, who was looking very peculiar in a large purple turban, which my question is, did he not have it before? And if he didn't, then did he only, that doesn't make any sense because he went to go seal the Sorcerer's Stone while he was there that time from the Green Dox and then but it wasn't there. So Voldemort was still in Maybe the back his of the turban head. wasn't purple. Or maybe he was peculiar. wearing something else. Yeah, maybe he was just wearing like a hoodie. Hat or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was, I was just curious about that. I was just like, was he not But now he's me? in his robes, like his full-on dress robes. Right. So he's got to figure out a way to hide the dude in his back of his head. Oh, real quick. That was actually a thing. That was everyone I was going to... Talk about, um, because I remember I was telling you my dad came up with, like, this random thing where he was, like, um, basically my dad was, like, is random and he thinks about me, so he thinks about Harry Potter sometimes, and, um, he really is, like, half of the reason why I'm a nerd, just throwing that out there, but he was talking about how it would be, but go ahead. Nah, because, like, my grandmother is a big part of that, too, because we used to, like, I used to borrow her Harry Potter books and she used to take me to the movies, plus, like, other things i don't know it doesn't matter i don't i could sit down and like put the actual presents but i don't know um (laughs) but anyway he was like randomly thinking about uh like what like voldemort's life is right now living on the back of this dude's head so he was just like when quirrell has to like lay on when he's like asleep and he's laying on his back then like his face is smushed or like um when he's like when they're like in the bathroom he's like look yeah it's he's staring at the wall or like um, my favorite, which, like, my, I don't know that my dad, I don't know if he's read Harry Potter, but, like, later on when Fred and George are, like, hitting, um, cor- the cor- back of Quirrell's head with snowballs, and it's, like, they're hitting Voldemort. In the face. In the face. It's yeah. really funny, um, uh-huh. to think about. So that makes Voldemort a little less scary and a little more comical. You're there were welcome. only four people left to be sorted. Thomas, Dean, Wizard oh, Bay. I have another tangent. Um, so first of all, yes, he is my Wizard Bay. Um, but also Alfred Enoch. First of all, he's Bay. Second of all, I just can we appreciate the fact that he actually got his line fixed? Cause he's been struggling in the haircut department for like a minute, and then he came to How to Get Away with Murder season two, and he just fixed all. Like he got the straight in. Having, like, a fresh cut and, like, having a good line, it makes you look way more fine. Like, think of Mickey Smith. Like, Mickey was looking busted for, like, a series, like, a, a season and a half of Doctor Who. And then all of a sudden, he got his hair cut, and he was just fine all of a sudden. So that, it goes a long way. And I just wanted to shout out Alfred Enoch for finding that barber. Shout out to you. Shout out to his barber. Non sequiturs. <laughs> Um, so, Dean Thomas is a black boy even taller than Ron, which is saying something. Hogwarts BSU member. Mm-hmm. Um, sorted into Gryffindor. Lisa Turpin became a Ravenclaw, and then Ron became a Gryffindor. Harry clapped loudly with the rest as Ron collapsed into the chair next to him. Well done, Ron. Excellent, mm-hmm. said Percy Weasley pompously. And I love that that's the adjective, pompously, because pompous and then blaze zabini shout out wizard bay also hogwarts bsu BSU. him and dean are probably like homies on the low but you wouldn't know because oh that's don't give it that's one of mine oh really yeah oh okay sorry i didn't know that (laughs) it's okay i was gonna say they like sneak off to like have well okay so i'm writing about this they're like a gryffindor slytherin like war of words and they're like fighting with each other and then uh dean is like yeah blaze with your busted whatever and then as they like break it up they like fist bump and like give each other the nod and then walk away they probably do that thing in high school where like if you ever like if you're in high school you always see like dudes especially black dudes um 
But that's also just because, like, I went to a school that had a lot of black dudes in it. But as soon like, they, if they know each other, they don't even have to say hi. They just walk by, handshake, keep go, keep it moving. That's probably what they do. That's just a black regularly. thing in general. It's a black thing in general. But, Especially like, usually like, black, like, usually black dudes, though. Like, I don't walk up to, like a, like, a black girl I know and shake their hand. I might give them a hug. I would say hi. Oh, no, I'm just thinking about, like, the nod, because I'm a Oh, yeah, no, 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 the nod, obviously. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 the nod, obviously, yeah. Anytime you see a black person and there are no other black people anywhere, you say hello. That's, like, yeah. I'm just mean, like, the specific, like, handshake. And they don't even look at each other half the time. It's the weirdest thing. I don't, I don't know that life, but... Like, they just okay. come up to each other and they just, like, hand, not like a hello, how nice to meet you handshake, like a... A dap? Yeah, like a dap, basically, and they half the time they don't look at each other they'll like stay in the same conversation they're in with the person who they're actually talking to give this dude daps one time and keep it moving it's fascinating to watch anyway i imagine that dean and blaze do that yes me too i'm writing about this it this chapter is full of just, this chapter is full of tangents and i really like it <laughs> i'm here for it all right so um Blaze is the last one sorted, and then they get to eat, and all I can think about is the house elves Aww. doing work down there in the kitchens. Putting in work. Well, before they eat, Albus Dumbledore says, welcome. Welcome to a new year at Hogwarts. Before we begin our banquet, I would like to say a few words, and here they are. Nitwit, blubber, obmit, tweak. Thank you. And <laughs> sat back down. Harry didn't know whether to laugh or not, but at that moment... Me and Miss Moon, <laughs> we were like, we are in the place we need to be. Man, no, I love and how Harry... is a great word. Oddment is a great word. Um, I love how Harry goes, is he a bit mad? And then Percy goes, mad? He's a genius. Best wizard in the world. But he is a bit mad, yes. Potatoes, <laughs> Harry? Like, so real. So, and Harry's mouth falls open, and then they just start... Chowing down. And this is... Which I'm really hungry right now, so yeah. I feel like we need to hurry up and skip. Like, yeah, we need to, we're gonna we're gonna skip through this, but I want to just point out that the Dursleys never exactly starved Harry, but he'd never been allowed to eat as much as he liked, and Dudley had always taken anything that Harry really wanted, even if it made him sick. And this is where I would like to shade someone who is probably not listening because they do not support me. I was a very picky eater as a child, and my brother did that bullshit, and I know he did. He would eat all the chicken nuggets knowing that's all I would eat and then he'd have all these burgers and hamburgers and steaks and beef products that I didn't eat and I was hungry and he would eat my stuff first I'm mad about it what you never fought him I he's bigger than me but also yes oh yeah you're the youngest never mind and then Lachie he would and be I like, used to throw down and then he would be like well you should just eat something besides chicken fingers and and then maybe you'd have more food and I'd be like, but I don't like anything else. And I'm hungry. And then I'd have to eat Cocoa Puffs. And dry carrots. And raw carrots. That's what I ate when I was a kid. Chicken fingers, french fries, Cocoa Puffs, and carrots. That's it. It's good to know. <laughs> we should eat more things now. I do eat more things now, but I was starving as a child. And it was Brandon's fault. I almost dropped his last name. I guess people would figure out his last name. Anyway. <laughs> they would know. At Jordan BTMU. Feel free to get on the Twitters and be like, why'd you eat all Robin's chicken strips? She liked chicken nuggets. Why'd you just let her have those? Okay, so Nearly Headless Nick is staring, like, at the food, kind of salty. 
because he wants to eat. He says, I don't need to, of course, but one does miss it. Um, and then he introduces himself as Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington. Um, the resident at ghost service. At the resident ghost of Gryffindor Tower. Um, yeah, and then Ron's like, I know who you are. You're nearly Headless Nick. He's like... And then Seamus. Of course. Not Hermione. Not Hermione. Who stole Seamus's line. Like, she didn't have enough lines. Nearly headless. How can you be nearly headless? To mm. which Sir Nicholas de Bimsey Porpington pulls off his head and it's hanging by a thin little flap. Little flap of skin. And, you know. Then he goes right back to talking like nothing, like he didn't do that. Yep. Like, he's like, so, new Gryffindors. I hope you're going to help us win the house championship this year. Gryffindors have never gone so long without winning. Slytherins have got the cup six years in a row. Um, the Bloody Baron's becoming almost unbearable. He's a Slytherin ghost. I like that they're friends. I mean, like, the Bloody Baron seems real creepy. And, like, we learn about his backstory later. But I like that they're, like, cool. Yeah, I mean, there aren't. There are about 20 ghosts, so. Also, like, you're at this small... part, you're dead. And you've, like, yeah. been dead for a cool minute. Like, why would you have beef? I mean, Sir Nick has beef with some of the headless uh, hunt and they're rude AF for no well, yeah, reason. Well, yeah, but they don't, like, they don't have to, they're not around but all the time. They're, they're not, but, like... They don't haunt Griffin, they don't haunt Hogwarts, they just, like... Yeah, but they just, they're just rude. Sometimes. They're rude to him. They are and rude. So, you could have beef that goes to on to, through perpetuity, but um, he's been the Hogwarts ghost for a couple hundred years now, so... You know, life's too short and death is too long. So, that was... Poetic. <laughs> it was Loki. <laughs> Damn. Anywho. I snap. Snap. Life's too short and death is too long. Um, so Harry looks over and gets a good look at a horrible ghost sitting there with blank staring eyes, a gaunt face, and robe stained with silver blood. And he was right next to Malfoy, who Harry was pleased to see, didn't look too pleased with the seating arrangements. This is also kind of funny because this is a kid's book, and the Bloody Baron does have a backstory, but... Here, he's just portrayed as this, like, quintessentially, like, creepy type of ghost. And then, like, of course, he's the Slytherin ghost. Because it just goes with their whole persona of, Mm -hmm. like, unpleasantness and terror, I guess. Right. Um, And then, once everyone had eaten as much as they could, the desserts appeared. Um, And I want all of these. Well, no, that's not true. Yeah. Because I don't really like... What like what don't I like? Jam donuts. I don't like Jello. I don't like jam donuts. I don't know what trifle is. It might be good. Whatever. I like the pretty much jello. ice cream. My mom banned ice ice cream in the house, and I've been wanting cookie dough ice cream for like the past month. But then I also want to stay strong. But then I also really want cookie dough ice cream. Fun fact: I had ice cream in this house because it was coffee ice cream, and none of them messed with it. It's just their own problem because the coffee ice cream is delicious. Anywho, um. I'm going with the donuts as long as they want jam. Brown is currently pouting right now, so let's skip ahead. I really want ice cream. They are talking about their families. Seamus says, he's half and half. Me dad's a muggle. Mom didn't tell him she was a witch until after they were married. Bit of a nasty shock for him. I wonder so if they're still together, that's considering a, like the stuff that happened with McGonagall and like yeah. other families. Snape's family. I, I assume that they're still together since they then had Seamus. Or at least they're cool. Yeah. Is what I'm, yeah. Maybe they got, yeah, we don't hear much about, like, divorce and right, the wizarding true. world. Um, Neville 
brings up her grand or his, his grand. grand. Sorry, um, gender bent. Yeah, um, Neville's grand brought him up, and she's a witch. And her, but his whole family thought he was all Muggle for the for ages. And this is kind of sad because he's talking about his great uncle Algie and his grandmother um, and great aunt. Enid, so like all of his family are actually pretty elderly because of what happened with his parents. Tears for Neville and tears for the Longbottoms. Um, but Great Uncle Algie kept trying to catch him off guard and force the magic out. Nothing happened until he was eight when Great Uncle Algie accidentally dropped him out a window, the upstairs window, and he bounced all the way down the garden into the road. They were really pleased and Gran was crying. So they were pleased, though, because they didn't think he would be enough magic to come to Hogwarts. Which is, that's actually, I read, what is that? It's the, what's it called? It's like the Book of Acceptance and the Quill of something, something. They, it's like a thing on Pottermore, you can look it up, about like how, because I think we were asking like how is, his, how is Harry's name written um, uh-huh. down ever since he was born, um, and it's like, basically there's like this, in this room in Hogwarts that like nobody goes into other than like headmasters. Um, there's like this magical book and this magical quill and whenever uh, um, it's really like whenever a young witch or wizard shows like a substantial amount of like magical ability their name is written down so that can happen like when they're really young like with Harry or like when they're eight with Neville so like they didn't like they didn't write Neville's name wasn't down to go to Hogwarts until he bounced yeah um, which is like I, I, ah, I wish I remember what it was called but it was like the book of something. We will find and it. And we'll tweet it out. Something. Yeah, I think I might have tweeted it, but I we'll but retweet I it yeah, after. We'll tweet yeah. it again. Um, but um, it was really, yeah, it's really awesome. And um, it's also, or maybe we have already tweeted it because we are in the past and they are in the future. She is so happy with herself. You guys, I'm kind of excited about this smugness. because it's low key like a Doctor Who like thing right now. And we're waiting. To we're watch. also like after this, we're about to go watch. Uh, Episode three of Doctor Who. Um, so it's in her brain. She's, she's it's in my brain. But then by the time this comes out, episode four will also come out. This is just a lot. My mind is a little bit blown right now. It shouldn't be. <laughs> it but really it shouldn't is. be. Um, so um, this is something that um, guys, you might get sick of hearing me say this, but someone write this fanfic, mm-hmm. please. Percy Weasley and Hermione were talking about oh, lessons. So I do hope they start right away. There's so much to learn. I'm particularly interested in transfiguration, you know, turning something into something else, of course. Like, no, of course. Yeah, of it's course. It's supposed to be very difficult. You'll be starting small, just matches into needles and that sort of thing. So they're just all like. They're just nerding out. Yeah, just being nerdy together. Yep, I love it. Love it. Can someone please write the fanfic of that entire conversation <laughs> and the first couple of weeks of. I just imagine Hermione not having very many friends and just asking Percy a bunch of stuff, and Percy gets to feel important, and it really feeds his right, ego. Right, because they really are actually, they, they were really friendly up until the point where Percy became a full-on, like, asshole, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they bonded until, yeah. Um, we'll get there. So Harry is starting to feel warm and sleepy, and he looks at the high table to see Hagrid drinking deeply from his goblet. I'm calling fire whiskey. Professor McGonagall talking to Dumbledore. Professor Quirrell with his absurd turban. And I think that's probably what the turban thing is, is that, like, now it's, like... Weird. It's Yeah, it's probably bigger. He's, got, he's carrying, like, you know, animal crackers and stuff in there to keep 
Voldemort fed some graham crackers and like I was like did that just, just like, like mess up your whole thing like, like, like the animal him. crackers and like did that just mess yeah. you up I just wanted yeah. to make sure yeah okay. I don't, that's why I tried to say graham crackers afterwards because <laughs> animal crackers like, only go to those who are worth it yeah I was like, like Jesse Williams I was like Quirrell Philip feeds Voldemort animal crackers that sucks he's, in his, he's not in his pants but he is in his turban so does Voldemort need to eat probably not he probably he's a he's literally right now he's It's a, really his soul. He's a parasite. He's yeah. like living off of No, it's not his soul. It's like the corporal form of Voldemort. I mean it's his soul, but it's the it's the piece of Voldemort that becomes a person again. So no, I know. Most, no, I know. The most most soul. The most soul ish. I yeah. don't know. I was just, yeah. Anyway. I like to think of like right now Voldemort is literally a parasite and his his he's feeding and living. But he's off taking of over a good amount of quarrel though. Yes, he like, has. Um, so, the professor, um, the teacher with greasy black hair, why has it got to be greasy, a hook, a hooked nose and sallow skin. It happened very suddenly. The hooked nose teacher looked past Quirrell's turban straight into Harry's eyes and a sharp, hot pain shot across the scar Man, that is on Harry's forehead. such foreshadowing for, like, Snape is evil, Snape is going to try to get the Sorcerer's Stone. He's not, but I'm just saying. But like, what's also really funny is that... It's always it's when Quirrell back, is around. Yeah, it's the back of Quirrell's head. Right, and not Snape's face. Yeah. Although, I feel like if you would look at Snape, probably your head was hurting, too. Um. Yeah, and he's, like, shooting Harry nasty looks. Like, Snape, yeah. why are you a freaking problem? He's 11. But he just... Because he had a flashback. He's 11. It's not... It's not... There's no... Accept, it's not acceptable at all, but he definitely probably, like, looked at Harry and was like, oh, snap. That's, like, my life 20 back, years ago. Yeah, back in... Back <laughs> 20 in years ago, that face. He looked at Harry, saw James, which is not Harry's problem. Not at all. So get your, get your not life together, because you're a problem. You're the worst. Um... Um, now, this and then, is the first time that Harry's scar hurts, though, too. Yeah, and so um, it's also foreshadowing of the fact that his scar is magic. No, I mean, Harry told him it was, it was magical, but it's also useful. And it's also like, a horcrux. Like Dumbledore said. So it's like they're in the same vicinity, Voldemort and one of his other souls. And so they're fighting. And they're like, wait a minute, we gotta get to each other. Um, and Harry's like, nah. Yeah. Um, so this is also something that becomes a meme. Harry asked Percy, um, who the teacher, what, who's that teacher talking to Professor Quirrell? Oh, you know Quirrell already, do you? No wonder he's looking so nervous. That's Professor Snape. He teaches potions, but he doesn't want to. Everyone knows he's after Quirrell's job, knows an awful lot about the dark arts, Snape. Like, Percy. But also just, like, from jump, like, Snape, you're, you can't keep that bottled up, like, or what, you know, I mean, like, you're so thirsty for that job that everyone knows about and is talking about it. Snape is just thirsty in general. So, right? Snape. Thirsty. (laughs) You look look up thirsty in the dictionary and there's, like, Snape's face right there. He's just thirsty in all things. Except his hair is not thirsty. His His hair hair is overly Yeah, oversaturated. (laughs) Yeah. Which I mean, to move some of that, well, no, because that's probably oil. It's not even water. Wash your hair. Okay, so he needs water everywhere, except his hair. No, no, he needs needs water in his hair to get all that grease out. out. Yep, I got you. I'm picking up at your land down. (laughs) Um, so So now it's Dumbledore's speech. Dumbledore's speech. First year should note that the forest on the grounds is forbidden to all pupils, and a few of our older students would do well to remember that, or would do. 
yeah, well to remember that as well. His twinkling eyes flash in the direction of the Weasley twins, which I love that they are just known. Like, oh, yeah. y'all are a problem. We know you're a problem. We like you, but we would also like it if you would be a little bit less of a problem. Thank you. <laughs> um, he's been asked by Mr. Filch, the caretaker, to remind you that no magic should be used between classes in the corridors, which makes sense. Like, come on, kids. Like, people are trying to walk. We don't need any curses and charms rebounding off, off people. Mm-hmm. Quidditch trials will be held the second week of the term. Anyone interested in playing for the house team should contact Madam Hooch. So we get our first official nod to Quidditch and Madam Hooch, who I'm assuming is at the high table, um, but we don't, she's not mentioned. Um, she, that's our first, our first mention of her. And finally, I must tell you that this year, the third floor corridor on the right-hand side is out of bounds to everyone who does not wish to die a very painful death. Which is just like, y'all are in a school. Like, what kind of school is this? Why are you putting this? things in a school where you could die? What is that? Like, obviously accidents happen, but like, it's very something specific that would kill you in a painful way. Just don't go over there. So apparently you just swerve. swerve around it. Just swerve. Just swerve. All right. Um, and then Percy frowning at Dumbledore. It's odd because he usually gives us a reason why we're not allowed to go somewhere. The forest is full of dangerous beasts. Everyone knows that. I do think he might have told us prefects at least. He literally just became a prefect. And he really thinks that becoming a prefect means he knows, like, everything he, ever. He's part of Dumbledore's like, closest staff. Council. Right, like, he's staff or he's, something. He is now like, Dumbledore's consigliere. <laughs> like, come on, bro. It doesn't work that way, Percy. It doesn't. Really? Are you a prefect, Percy? You literally just became one. Like, you don't actually know how they, what prefects do. Like, have you even, you had your first meeting probably on the train. And that was it. I mean, he probably knows because you know he was like he was hanging out with he the was prefects. he was campaigning for prefect. Oh yeah, um, right. He was the only one like vote Percy for prefect. And they're like, like that's not how that works, nope. Percy. Who cares? Tell everyone to vote Percy for prefect. Right. Um, and Dumbledore thought it was funny, and Percy's a Gryffindor. And Dumbledore was like, "Yes." Somebody write that fanfic <laughs> of just Dumbledore you being say like that every Gryffindor episode. Carry on. Right. Um, you do you. You do you. And then they sing the school song. Would you like to sing the school song? No, I really wouldn't. Aww. Do you want me to? Well, I just thought, because I sang something, you'd want to sing something. But I'm trying not to sing. Okay. If you want, you can do it. I've gotten want. a reprieve, so I'll sing the school song. I'm going to choose a tune of It's Tearing Up My Heart in honor of NSYNC's 20th anniversary. Good God, I'm old. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy Warty, Hogwarts, teach us something. Then please, whether we be old and bald or young with scabby knees, our heads could do with feel and with some interesting stuff. For now they're bare and full of air. I lost it somewhere. Dead flies and bits of fluff. So teach us things worth knowing. Bring back what we forgot. Just do your best. We'll do the rest. And learn until our brains all rot. To be honest, I like to picture a boy band. Good. Just on the stage, just... just hoggy, step, hoggy, 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 Hogwarts. It's tearing up my heart when I'm heart with, with the heartbeat. you. 
tearing up my heart because Voldemort is trying to kill me <laughs> and coming out my back of my head. <laughs> I, I was I so not going to really sing. What's really funny about it is that we're also dancing on this podcast, but nobody can see it. Nobody can see it. That's cool. I'm cool with that. So everyone finishes the songs at different times. At last, only the Weasleys left singing. The, the twins. Weasley twins. A very slow funeral march. But also, do you think Madonna goes great, great, um, d- distant uncle or whatever, the horrible poet oh, wrote yeah. this? Because this is actually really bad. It is. But it's for kids, like. I know, but. Maybe they, yeah. I and everyone knows it's really bad because they, like, seriously groan. Like, it's like the, um, other teachers' smiles had become rather fixed. Right. I don't, and they don't even like, sing it any other, like, they don't sing it in any other books. Well, we missed the they, We missed Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. But, like, but, uh, but it just seems like a thing that Dumbledore just decides sometimes. Let's sing the school song. Like, yeah. Nobody knows the school song, but he's, like, writing the words in the air. And, uh, and Dumbledore's, like, the only ones who's the most in it. So, like, the Weasleys are left singing along to a very slow funeral march. Dumbledore conducted their last few lines with his wand, and when they had finished, he was one of those who clapped loudest. Like, he's really just having a lot of fun. He <laughs> is a bit mad. He's on music, great. he said, wiping his eyes. He was like, touched. He was, he was, he was touched. <laughs> music. Uh, a magic Dumbledore. beyond all we do here. Dumbledore. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. He has no chill. None. He just let, he's like, just skipping through daisies and everybody else is like, but no, but like, we're not. And he's, he's like, like no, everything's, we're doing it. Let's just do it, guys. And it's like, Dumbledore. Just going streaking. No. Stop. No, we're not. But. Don't go down the third door, the third floor corridor, but everything else is daisy. Everything's great. Skip Ooh. with me. My goodness. So they get to finally leave the Great Hall. They start to realize how tired they are, yawning and dragging their feet. Harry is just wondering how much further they had to go when they came to a sudden halt because Peeves. Um, Peeves. A bundle of walking sticks was floating in midair ahead of them, and as Percy took a step towards them, they started throwing themselves at him. Peeves! <laughs> Percy whispered to the first years, a poltergeist. He raised his voice. Peeves, show yourself. My note here is just peeves with exclamation points, which I don't know. I was excited. I was really excited about peeves. But was awesome. like, was that necessary to write a note peeves when right when it says, says it peeves three times? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. That's your life. Yeah. I want to tell you how to live your life. Um, do you it want me to go thief. get the bloody Baron? Um, there was a pop, and the little man and a little man with wicked dark eyes and a wide mouth appeared, floating cross-legged in the air, clutching the walking sticks. Ooh, he cackled, or he said with an evil cackle, Ickle firsties, what fun! And he swooped suddenly at them, they all ducked. Um, go away, peeves, or the Baron will hear about this. I mean it, barked Percy. He stuck out his tongue and vanished, dropping the walking sticks on Neville's head. And the truest thing that Neville has ever said, which is probably, I don't know if it's in the books, but it's definitely in the movies. Why is, why it, is it always me? me? It's a true story, bruh. I don't know. You just, you look like you are asking for it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, Percy lets him know that you want to watch out for Peeves. The Bloody Baron's the only one who can control him. He won't even listen to us prefects. That's not it's how, not how it, it works. at all. It's not how it works, Percy. And I have this, like, thought that Peeves 
does bother everyone, but he's, like, super cool with the twins. I think they kind of say that, because, like, when the twins leave, he's, like, they're, like, give her hell for us, and he, like... Does. Does. But that's but, the first time he's ever taken orders from anyone. Yeah, but I also feel like when the twins walk by, they, they like, nod. They do they're the like, nod. Sup. They, sup. Have a, they have a mutual respect yeah, for each like, other. Sup, peeves. Sup, Weasleys. <laughs> like... Keep it moving. Like, oh, peas, FYI, we got this thing going on. So if you want to wreak a little bit you more wanna, havoc, yeah, you might that's wanna, cool. You might want to drop by Transfiguration um, at around 3 o'clock. Don't tell anyone we told you, but yeah. <laughs> let you know. Um, so they get to... Oh, what about Peeves and the Marauders? That Somebody write so that great. fanfic. No, just put it in the books. Joe. That would be awesome. Put it in the books, Joe. Um, because Baby Peeves like helped them map out their map and stuff, and he was like, "Oh, I know this one little spot. I'll show you." And then, of course, like half of them were tricks because he's Peeves, but then the other half was really helpful. And like, okay, all right, just gotta bring up the Marauders as many times as possible. Um, even though like none of them are here, Scabbers is here. Pettigrew's here. He's the worst, but he's a Marauder and he's in the vicinity. Um, <laughs> so they finally get to the portrait when Percy says the password to put Draconis, which is really funny because it's like, Draco, go kaput. Well, it's a dragon. No, I know. I understand. But, okay. Um, Neville needed a leg up to scramble through the hole. How did he get there? How did he, like, for the rest of the year, how did he get into the common room by himself? He just He learned. just had to crawl. Yeah, he did, like, a little belly crawl. That's cool. Um, and this is so cute. Like, I didn't really think about this. So, per- Percy directs the girls through one door to their dorm- dormitory. And, like, where is the Gryffindor prefect woman? Is there only one prefect? Perhaps there's two. There's two. So, where's the girl? Maybe she's directing another group of... Because we don't know how many Gryffindor... Yeah, like, we don't know. there are. I tried so. to count, but yeah. And then, this is what I thought about. So, they get to their room... At the top of the spiral asparagus, they were obviously in one of the towers. They find their beds at last. Five, four posters hung with deep red velvet curtains. So they're all rooming together. And the five are Ron, Harry, Neville, Dean, and Seamus, which they go through. So much together. So much. <sighs> and they all live, which is awesome. <laughs> so great. That's just something that's made me really happy considering, like, all that happens. All of them, all of them live! Yay! Everybody lives! <laughs> Robin's having a meltdown. Okay. Like, like come back down or or not? Nah. All right. So, um, great food. Ron muttered to Harry through the hangings. Um. Scabbers is chewing his sheets because... That's, he has no chill. None. He must be really happy to be back at Hogwarts, but you have to remember you're still a human being. Like, why are you eating sheets? He has barely any human left. He's been... He still doesn't need to be eating sheets. That's true. I wonder if he sneaks off and then, like, goes to the pub every once in a while. Nah, because people know what he looks like. He has to live as a rat, like, literally, for 12 years. That's what he gets! That is what he gets. So, I mean, you know... Serious mm, is an ask man, but at least he ain't living like no rat. Well, n- no. He had the mentors. Yeah. But he knew he was innocent. He still had the dementors, That's though. That's true. Dementors are worse than being a rat. That's true. 
So they fall asleep almost Man, at once. Man, now, now I have to change who I benched. Because that just made me mad. All right, we can keep going. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's who I benched, by the way. I wasn't um, going to. I was, didn't, couldn't even think of anyone. And then... So Harry had a... Perhaps he'd eaten, eaten a bit too much, but he has a very weird dream that is also foreshadowing. Yes, it is. Um, prof- he's wearing Professor Quirrell's turban, which kept talking to him, telling him he should he must transfer to Slytherin at, at once because it was his destiny. He told the turban he didn't want to be in Slytherin. It got heavier and heavier. He tried to pull it off, but it tightened painfully, and there was Malfoy laughing at him as he struggled with it. And then Malfoy turned into the book-nosed teacher, the hook-nosed teacher, Snape, whose laugh became high and cold. There was a burst of green light, and Harry woke, sweating and shaking. He rolled over, fell asleep again, and didn't remember the dream at all. But that wasn't a dream. That was your horcrux. Oh, yeah. I even wrote, I wrote horcrux. I was like... (laughs) Um, Horcrux moment. Definitely. So that is the end of the sorting hat. Who are, is your MVP and who are you benching? Man, now I feel like I want to change like all of mine. So initially I said the sorting hat was who was the real MVP because he sorted everyone. But this was really hard for me actually because, um, I don't know, this chapter is just so great. So it's like everybody wins, it feels like, but we can't do that um, because we're not talking about Pottermore. Um, so let me think. I think the real MVP, I'm going to say Dumbledore because he was like in rare form in this, in this chapter. So I'm going to say Alba's Dumbledore and I got to like change my stuff. Yeah. Who, who do you think is? So I, um, said McGonagall because I feel like this is like one of those moments when, um, they have like so much happening and she's just like really poised and calm and like above all like yeah it's very exciting especially for the muggleborns it must be a logistical nightmare yeah but she like you know was moving it along and she was very like no nonsense business like and Mm -hmm. like this is a school i mean it's a weird fucking school where if you turn the wrong corner you could die and they're poltergeist but um, I said that McGonagall won. I also kind of wanted Peeves to win, but he wasn't really in the chapter enough. Yeah. So it was a, it was a top, it was a, like you said, this was a hard one. So it was a close call. Yeah. But McGonagall squeaked it out for, I, weird, I'm getting old. I chose like responsible, <laughs> practical behavior over right. nonsense. Oh, oh, that doesn't feel right. You got to sing an in-sync version of Hogwarts theme song, of the Hogwarts Ugh. School song, though. That must make you happy. No, I'm old. Always choose nonsense. Peeves wins the chapter. <laughs> Changing it. Okay. Calling it audible. Giving it to Peeves. Never choose practicalness. Always choose nonsense. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I didn't like that feeling. <laughs> it was like when I agreed with Amani that one time. Ooh. Didn't sit well. Who did you bench? Ooh. Um... I benched Professor Quirrell's turban. Can you bench an inanimate thing? You could just bench him. Yeah, okay, so I'll bench Professor Quirrell. Why? Um, I benched his turban because if his turban wasn't so obnoxious and stupid, um, he wouldn't be able to just, like, walk around. But also, like, why didn't anyone just, like, snatch the turban off of his head? That's what I Maybe they were trying to respect his They're just looking at him like, dude, you're... This, this thing that you're trying to do, this look, I'm doing gestures, like you guys can see me, you can't. But this whole look you got going, nah, son. She watched uh, 
what not to wear with me yesterday. So I, that's maybe that's, maybe that's where I'm coming kind of from. She's like, um, no. Yeah, throw that How about throw no. that away. It is um, not a good look. No, it's not. Um, okay, I initially benched Percy, but that was only because I couldn't think of anyone to bench because everybody was awesome. Oh, and yeah, I benched, everything, I benched Scabbers. I oh, should, this is why I should write this stuff down. Okay, um, yeah, but initially I... Do you want me to switch it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I, I initially benched Percy mostly because I couldn't think of anyone, and I was like, who's, like, annoying? And he's even... He's not even that annoying in this chapter. It was just, like, of everyone... He was the person I ranked the lowest, and then he was benched. But then we started talking about Scabbers, and he made me mad. And so now Peter's benched. And, like, yeah. Peter Pettigrew's benched. You benched. Um, and Have then seat, real MVP is Dumbledore for me and Peeves for Robin. Yes. Um, all right. So thank you for listening to this nonsense, because this went on some... This was like a roller coaster. We went tangents. on some tangents for days. Um, next week, we will be discussing and hopefully not going... Or maybe we'll just go on more tangents. It was kind of fun. We will be discussing Chapter 8, The Potions Master. Turn to page um, 394. Except that's not what happens. Turn to page 394. I should get that tatted. That's like me. But really, it's the it's best Alan thing about Rickman. the best. Yeah, the best thing about Snape is Alan Rickman, like completely. Because I hated him, and then like you watch the movies, and you're like, he's awesome. But it's really because it's Alan Rickman. That's Alan Rickman is about. having so much fun. He's amazing, and he just like talks really like qu- like man. He's not gonna be someone a- would think you're up to something. Something. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's so great. Okay. Um... Chapter 8, The potion ma- Potions Master, a.k.a. Alan Rickman, is a beast. Um, <laughs> make sure to read and follow along. <laughs> um, if you want to join the conversation on Twitter, you can add us at WeBlackAndNerds or hashtag WizardTeam. Um, we check the hashtag pretty frequently just to see if people are like saying things, and then we retweet. And oh, and thank fun. you to our new listeners. Um, we got some new people joining the conversation, oh, yeah. and we love... To hear your thoughts, and we love when people shout out. Shout out. Y'all are uh, the real MVPs. Yes, you guys are the real MVPs. And make sure um, that you tell your friends, your other Potterhead friends about this podcast, and that they let us know who the real MVP and who is benched. Because we are going to name a winner of the book and a loser of the book at the end, and your votes count. So it's not just what we do. It's what everyone does, because we're a team. The wizard team. Bum, bum, bum. We should just end there because that's that is tight as fuck. I don't think it was. <laughs> I think it was corny. <laughs> Fine. It just happened. I was just letting me. it happen. I co-signed, but it was actually kind of corny. Okay, well, follow us on Twitter. You can tell me that I'm being corny. Whatever. I'm Robin, R-O-B-Y-N underscore Ravenclaw. This one with the attitude is Yana underscore Hallows. Um, at Wizard Team, at We Black and Nerds, and make sure to check out our blog, which is the point of all of this fun stuff and where all of this lives, blackgirlsnerdout.com. And hashtag get Robin and Bayana to the West End, 2K16? Yes, 16. 2K16. We're trying to go in the summer, um, because that's when it comes out, and also just because that would be awesome, and we're doing it. Don't rain on our parades, guys. We're going. We gotta go eat at the Great Hall. 
We're going to go to King's Cross. We're going to go on the tour of Hogwarts. We should just go on our own tour, tour too. Like, we should just go to Charing yeah. Cross Road and just see if we can find Diagon Alley. Yes. And we should go find, like, all the phone boxes, all the red, like, telephone boxes. We should just go in and see if we could, like, step get to toilets. the Ministry of Magic. I might not want to step in any toilets. I might. We'll see. Um, we also have to go on a Doctor Who tour, too. So we have to go to, like, Cardiff. And we have to go see if we can find a TARDIS. And like we have a lot of planning we have a lot to, to do. do. This is like we're yeah. We, so get Robin and Diana to the West End slash London, London slash, slash the UK, two K sixteen, so we can go on a nerd extravaganza. Yep. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks Bye. for listening. Theodosia writes me a letter every day. I'm keeping the bed warm while her husband is away. He's on the British side in Georgia. He's trying to keep the colonies in line. Well, he can keep all of Georgia. Theodosia, she's mine. Love doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes and we keep loving anyway. We laugh and we cry and we break and we make Mistakes, if there's a reason I'm by her side, and so many have tried, then I'm willing to wait for it. I'm willing to wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. My grandfather was a fire and brimstone preacher. Preacher, preacher, preacher. But there are things that the homilies and hymns won't teach you. Teacher, teacher, teacher. My mother was a genius. Father commanded respect. When they died, they left no instructions, just a legacy to protect. Death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. It takes and it takes and it takes, and we can live in any way. We rise and we fall and we break and we make mistakes. And if there's a reason, I'm still alive. When everyone who loves me has died, I'm willing to wait for it. Wait for it. I'm willing to wait for it. Like in here.